Well, good evening, everyone. Yes, this is Michelle Hughes. I want to thank you for coming to Destiny Moments. And tonight I do have a topic for you. And we are going to discuss, is it possible to keep sex out of your dating life? Why? The question I would ask you singles is, is, is it possible to date without involving sex into the equation. Number one, I would say, should you plan your dating around um, going to your home or apartment? And the reason why I'm, I'm saying that is because the first thing you, when you are dating, unless you have uh, you know, you're living with your parents or you maybe have a roommate or something like that. But if you are living alone, um, you are going to find yourself in a precarious situation if you live alone. And I'm talking mainly to singles tonight. Number two is why do we want to be intimate with that person you are attracted to? And you need to ask yourself, why are you um, finding yourself in this position where you want to be intimate with that individual. Sometimes it just, you know, it just happens. And I'm not talking about those situations. I'm talking about planned situations where you know it's going to lead lead to being intimate. And number three is, will either parties get involved unless sex is involved? And, And the reason why I'm stating that is because... I had a friend that, you know, we had started talking and um, basically he wanted to get involved with me, but he wanted to get involved with me sexually before we basically um, even started, you know, dating. And he said basically he wouldn't marry me unless we um, we had sex first. And he was of a different race. And, you know, um I can't remember his his uh, spiritual values or, you know, his values at that time. And, and just because a person want to have sex with you doesn't mean that they're not a Christian. There are many Christians who go to bed with people. And so that's why you have to find out exactly who you're dating and what their views are when it comes to um, having sex before marriage. Um, and, you know, I have been single all of my life. And after I got saved, I have tried to follow the scriptures that teaches thou should not fornicate before marriage. First um, Corinthians 6 and 10, it, it states that. I'm going to read it. It says, First uh, Corinthians 6, uh, 9 through 10, chapter 6, uh, verses 9 through 10. And it says here, be not deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. You know, God put a lot of stuff in there. You know, he's talking about homosexuality, adulterers, abusers, uh, Thieves, people who steal, covetous, you know, um, you know, taking stuff from other people or drunkards or revilers, you know. I mean, he's telling you it's not just fornicators. And so sometimes we uh, will find ourselves isolating scripture when scriptures are not just talking about 
fornicators. It was talking about other things in there too. So why is there a need to fulfill our sexual desires before you know the person you are wanting to be intimate with sexually? And the reason why I'm saying that is because we see so much sex on television and at the movie house or shows um, until I believe we think we can't live without having sex. And, you know, I'm kind of aging myself, but I can recall the Dick Van Dyke show. And I mean, they, they were sleeping in separate beds and they were married. Now, we know that's not the norm, but I'm saying is that. If they were doing this and they were married, why are we so hyped about we just got to get into the bed with the other person when we really don't understand the person that we're trying to hook up with? So the definition of the word sex this is my definition. Um, when I'm just really I'm just using some words for the acronyms sex S stands for sexual intercourse E excitement X ecstasy sex is described as a sexual romantic or affectionate desire for two people in receiving intimacy now first corinthians 6 and 18 says flee from sexual immorality every other sin a person commits is outside the body and so but sexual sexually immoral person sins against its own body and that's what it's saying is that you know when we commit you know um, when we have sex with another individual and you're not married to them it's against you and and the scripture that's telling you not to fornicate before marriage I believe that he was trying to first of all help you from uh, procreating before you got married and, you know, I can remember many of the people back in the day. I know my parents, uh, my mother was a virgin when she married my dad. So back in the day, more women were virgins than when they got married. And today, because the times have changed, uh, the things that we see on TV are so different. Everything is, you know, you can do it. Whereas back in the day, as I said, on the Dick Van Dyke show, they were sleeping in separate beds and they were married. Now, you know, you see them, actually, you see everything on TV today. Whereas back, you know, years ago, things were totally different. So I really don't think God is trying to stop us from enjoying life. He understands why intimacy is between two people. And I don't believe it's just for procreation of children, but I believe it's for enjoyment between a husband and wife. God calls premarital sex fornication. And the, the Bible basically promotes abstinence before marriage as a standard for living a godly lifestyle. And, you know, he just, I think what, what he's trying to teach us is, is this. If you're going to be married to a person, you know, many people like my parents were married over 50 years, you know, and, you know, in 60 years, I should say over 60 years. And, 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 and how do you stay with a person that many years? And, you know, things change, the body changes, you ages. And so it's got to be more than just being intimate. That may start the marriage, but, you know, a lot of things takes place as you get older uh, with the male, with the female. Sometimes people get sick. So if you base it everything around sex, you are going to lose some things that I believe God was trying to teach you 
to grow with that individual and to learn about that person, learn their likes, learn what they don't like, what they do like. Um, you know, some people don't even know if that person even reads the Bible, you know, because we're so busy getting in the bed. And so I think if we learned the little simple things about the individual, then I believe our marriages will last longer because you will have something to hold on to than just what was happening underneath the sheets. And so I'm not trying to down anyone. I'm just trying to open your eyes, open your understanding to the the years that we're living in today, the, the lifestyles that we're living today are totally against what the Bible teaches. And it's been like that for many years, but now it's even more pronounced. And so, um, I just believe God is trying to give us some things to hold on to, to build a foundation in our relationships that you can hold on to, that you'll you'll know how to communicate with one another. You'll learn how to love each other unconditionally instead of having the conditions, what you're doing underneath your shoe, what your sheets, what you're not doing, what you could do better. You know, learn how to find out the things that will make and build the relationship. Is he good with money? Is she good with money? Um, how is she with, with um, your friends? Uh, is she a good person around other people? Um, is she a good housekeeper? I mean, these are things I believe that the reason why many uh, relationships fail because we know more about the body and less about the individual, if you get what I'm saying. So Galatians 5 and 19 says, now the works of the flesh are evident, sexual immorality, impurity, and sensuality. So what he's trying to tell us is that, you know, we have to learn more about these things that are characteristics of living in the flesh, experiencing our own desires as we feel free to live our lives. And we just do what we feel is, is, is permissible for us and not according to what the scriptures are saying. First Corinthians four and three, and I'm going to give you some scriptures because I just don't want you to hear me talking out my head. I just want you to understand I'm basing it upon the scriptures also. 1 Corinthians 4 and 3 says, For this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you abstain from sexual immorality. And what he's saying sexual immorality, he's saying not to have sex before marriage. It's just that plain and simple. He's not telling you not to have sex, but he's saying do it in the confines of marriage. And I just believe that you feel much better if you know you got a ring on your finger And he can't just walk out the door and say goodbye to you because you've built a foundation than not building a foundation. I think we need to learn how to uh, build more uh, relationships that's built on relationship that's built on love and understanding and knowing the individual and their likes, their dislikes and learning as much as you possibly can about their family, her family. Because that's what you're bringing into the marriage is what that person's been taught all their life from their parents and and vice versa. Uh, Matthew 15 and 19 says, for from the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, all sexual immorality, theft, lying, slander. I mean, you know, you got to know if that person is a liar. 
you know, do they do they have morals? You know, you know, who who are you with? Okay? All God is looking for are people who are looking to please him according to the scriptures. This is how we grow closer to God. It's by doing the will of God. It all starts with repentance. We must all die out to our flesh and live according to Romans 10 verses 9 through 10. And the verse says this, that if thou confess, shall confess with thy mouth, the Lord Jesus, and shall believe in thy heart that God have raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. And it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. And, it, and it's just that simple. You know, you, you have to want salvation. It, it has to be something that, you know, you've been going to church or you've been listening to, you know, maybe a minister on broadcast or you've been listening to me or whomever. And you, you know that you want a different lifestyle. You don't want to continue to live the way you've been living. And the only way you can change that is through repentance. So there's no other way to change your lifestyle. And, you know, does it change overnight? No, but at least you start someplace. But if you never start, if you never confess Christ into your life, well, when when do you think change is going to come come into your life? It's not going to come from just me preaching to you or teaching you. No, it comes from you making a conscious decision. I want change. I want to be a new creature in Christ. And how you do it, you do it by saying what I'm about to say to you. I want you to repeat. Be ready. You know, some of you are saying, I'm ready for change. I'm tired of my life being the way it is. I'm, I've gone through a lot of changes. I've been in a lot of relationships and I'm tired of this up and down type of relationship that I'm leading. I want to now have a firm relationship with God. And the only way you can do that is to come through his son who went to the cross and died for our sins, for you, mine's sins. And so how you do it, I want you to repeat after me. Say, Father, I ask you to forgive me of every sin that I have committed, knowingly or unknowingly. I ask you into my life to become the Lord of my life. I am now saved. That's all it takes. It's very simple. Ask him to forgive you of every sin that you've committed, knowingly or unknowingly. You are a saved person. Watch by the blood of Jesus Christ. You are cleansed. Hear me? Of all your sins. Now, if you want to stay saved, you need to join the church that preaches salvation in the word of God. And you always, always continue to come back here. You can always, I should say, come back here if you haven't found a church home. So that you can continue to grow and learn the scriptures and learn how to live a, a single lifestyle. And, and that's what I do. I help singles understand relationships and how to develop a relationship. And it all starts with what you did tonight by confessing Christ as being the Lord of your life. It's just so simple. It can bite you. So, my singles who listen to our show, I just want to thank you guys um, for coming tonight. I know that 
you know, I'm praying that change will come, that you understand what I'm trying to teach. I'm going to do a part two tomorrow on the same subject subject. And I hope to go deeper into it, you know, just giving you more understanding of why I'm saying what I'm saying about the sex part, because sex is everywhere. It's throughout the world. You know, it's so prevalent until it, it just takes away the meaning of Christianity, having a close relationship with God. And that's what he wants us to do. He wants us to establish a real relationship with him. And the only way you can do that is what you did tonight by becoming a born again Christian. Yes, you're saved. Well, you know what we do here. We keep it real. I just want to see you guys on tomorrow. And again, as I said, we're going to do a part two on this same topic. Stay free. I love you guys.